There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to another Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Um, I'm really excited to be uh, welcoming another uh, great guest of the show today, um, Jonathan Farl, who was a guest on the show back in 2012. And I still remember that as being a, a really, really fascinating uh, interview. And we're going to talk today about building and investing in rock star businesses. Um, before we introduce you to, to Jonathan, I'd like to say a huge thank you to my guest last week, uh, Sean Bradley, the People Director from Perkbox, uh, joined me, and a really, really engaging conversation. You know about my my favourite subject that you, if you listen to this show regularly, will know is uh, is engagement. And we were talking about um, engaging leadership and um, how to build you know really engaging people and teams and how they do it in practice. And there was some real real gems, some things I've not really thought about myself in that show, and I've been around this subject for a while. Um, so I would, uh, if you're interested in that area of engagement and leading people, getting results through people, I would go in the archive and I'd listen to the show with Sean Bradley. So um, we're going to talk about rock stars today, and uh, I... Looking at my guitars and my Marshall amp at the moment, um, it certainly was a dream for me, but uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen if I'm completely honest uh, now. But I, I um, really admire my guest today, who's an expert in building rock star businesses. In fact, he is quite literally a rock star. He's the founder and managing director of the Rockstar Group of Companies. And he used to spend his evenings rocking out with his band um, while spending his days in a U.S. investment bank. He's also an ex-rugby player. We'll talk a little bit about that um, soon, too. Now, Jonathan, who likes to be known as JP, set up the Rockstar Group in 2007. And since then, it's grown into the largest resource bank of business services for growing companies in the UK. Um, it's also an active investment firm. It's got a portfolio of over 40 companies privately invested in, that it's privately invested in. Um, the the Red Rockstar Group owns its own regulated crowd fund, a hedge fund, an international mentoring app, a sales outsourcing firm. I'm running out of breath here. There's a digital marketing company as well. It's got its own bespoke CRM platform, an app development company, its own law firm, a VIP concierge, an events company, and its own foundation. Um, so these services are all available to all their clients um, who they help and really help them to run businesses uh, that Rockstar invest in. Uh, and also help their clients to um, make very wise investments as well. Um, so I'm absolutely delighted to uh, welcome today Jonathan Farr. Hello, Hello Chris. Chris, how are you? I'm absolutely brilliant, thank you. And, and how are you? Well, I mean, after that introduction, I'm feeling a bit flattered, to be honest with you. I don't know what to say, uh, <laughs> but I'm well, my friend. No, I'm really good. I'm good, thank you. Oh, Billy, well, it's, it's good to talk to you again. And, I, I, you know, it's fascinating, actually, you know, we we um, did an interview last uh, almost six years ago. I, I can't yeah. believe it was that long. I know. I remember. I remember dearly. And uh, and I, I, I was shocked when you told me it was almost six years ago. It felt. It felt. I, I, I thought maybe two years maximum. But uh, but no, six years. That's incredible. Time flies. It does. And we hadn't seen each other for quite a while. We we bumped into an event, didn't we? A few uh, a few months ago. And 
and we both, you know, immediately uh, recognised each other, but also remembered back to that interview. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think what and what we haven't aged today, which is very important too. It must be all those vitamins we keep taking. Well, no, we hadn't. So we did recognise each other, didn't we? And uh, we were both looking in good shape. So that's good. You more than me, but uh, <laughs> but, but but yes, yes. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, you know, I'm intrigued. I mean, I mean, I want to find out a bit about you know what you've been up to and and how. You know, it feels like Rockstar Group has, you know, transformed to, uh, you know, significantly since we last spoke. But before we do that, just go into the business. I know you know you've got a really interesting background. You were born in in um, raised in Hong Kong, but you spent a huge amount of time in Australia. You're now living in London, living in my favourite place in London, which is Richmond. Um, <laughs> so I'm very, very jealous. Um, <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about that, and, and also you know your rugby career as well, because that's really fascinating. Yeah, no, I've, uh, kind of you to ask. I uh, yeah, so I've, I've my both of my parents are Australian, um, but back in the seventies, in the late seventies, when Britain decided that Hong Kong was going to be the financial centre of the you know of of, of of the southeast region of the world, um, my father was a very successful uh, futures trader. It was headhunted to go over there, um, and uh, they lived the life, my friend. I tell you. I, um, my father would never tell me the real stories, but the photos, uh, you know, <laughs> the picture says a thousand words. They had a great time. So I was, I was born there. Um, we moved back when I was five years old. And um, they, uh, both being from Sydney, my father built a great career over um, back in Sydney. So I went to school there. I went to university there. I spent five years um, thereafter working in the city at Goldman Sachs and was encouraged by my father to branch out and see the world. So I did that, moved to London uh, 14 years ago. Rugby uh, has always been a passion of mine. I played for 16 years. Um, two of those years was with uh, uh, the, my state team, New South Wales, um, in the under-20s division. Uh, and I had a real uh, uh, life-awakening situation that happened when I was in my very early 20s, where I uh, unfortunately fractured my spine very, very badly. And my two vertebrae got separated, but um, you know, up and in the top part of my spine. And the spinal cord, thank goodness, didn't break. Um, so, but, but I was, as, as the doctor said at the time, I was literally a couple of millimeters away from becoming a quadriplegic. And it was um, a very, very scary experience, more so for my mother than anyone else, because uh, she was at that game. Um, and I uh, obviously got injured playing. I woke up in a CAT scan machine six hours later, couldn't feel my arms, couldn't feel my legs. Oh, we seem to have just lost um, Jonathan. So uh, we're going to go to a commercial break. We're having a few technical problems with Skype these days. Oh, are you back? Are you back there, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, great. Suddenly lost you for a minute, or you lost me. I don't know what's um, what's happening. with these atmospherics in the UK at the moment and all this rain. I don't know. But Apologies. Anyway, well, that's when, okay. when did it cut out? When did it so cut it just, out? It just cut out. You were talking about um, your mum watching you with, and she's oh, okay, yeah, a yeah. terrible injury and... Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it was a six-month full recovery, but uh, for the first six weeks, I literally could not move. I was on my back for six weeks at home in bed, and I can tell you exactly how many um, little uh, uh, plasterized uh, images were on my ceiling in the Victorian house that we lived in. Uh, it was horrendous, but very, very lucky. Um, still to this day, you know, by the fourteenth hole, I'm. Uh, it hurts, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but. Um, 
I love rugby. It's it's the main reason I live in Richmond because I'm a I'm a mile from Twickenham, which I'm I'm at all the time. So I'm a very very big rugby fan. I think we've lost Jonathan again. There, are you, are you back I'm, in again, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just dipped out again. All right, sorry. So I was just saying the main reason I live in Richmond uh, is because I love rugby that much. I'm at Twickenham all the time. So uh, so that's the, one of the main reasons I love living here. It's great. Excellent. We had a, a few weeks ago, we had the vice president of the Rugby League on the show, actually. He came, came to my home. We did an interview, um, which was really, really interesting because I, I think that's quite a cool game as well. Quite enjoyed watching the league. Right? That's huge in Australia. Bigger, bigger than Rugby Union now, I'm afraid. But uh, yes, no, good game. Very good game. So you're taking, you're taking my mind back to uh, my first trip to Sydney and uh, getting invited to a barbecue. It's a big Victorian house. And uh, I don't know, I'd never imagined there being lots of Victorian houses in Sydney, but there is, isn't there? There are, yes. Um, less so these days. I mean, uh, it's a lot of new build because you, know, you, you compare it to London. It's such an it's such a young city um, in comparison to, 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 to places like the UK, etc. But yeah, no, no, we, um, uh, we, we we had a beautiful um, uh, Victorian place where I grew up. So um, yeah, I, and obviously now I've got my own family here. So my wife's Australian. I've got a six-year-old son, a three-year-old daughter. Uh, they're beautiful little kids um fortunately they, they they look like their mother so they actually are quite attractive um and uh and yeah but 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 i mean we, we visit sydney um once a year but i've got to tell you chris i'm london for me is home i just i just absolutely love it here i absolutely love it i love the buzz i love everything about it. yeah it's, it's a great place every time i go back because i've lived there for probably 10 years of my life um i yeah, I do. I'm always pleased to be back. I'm quite pleased to leave it as well and leave the hustle and bustle. I live up in the countryside in it's called Leicestershire, but um, I do. I do always happy to get back there and uh, and, and get into the city. It's exciting and vibrant. So just um, before we move on to your business, I'm just very you know what what is is there one or two you know key messages that you learned from your dad that have driven you? Yeah. Uh... He, he'd, he'd, uh, he, if he's listening to this right now, he'd probably be holding his breath going, oh, shit, what's he going to say? Um, <laughs> but very, uh, uh, very importantly, I mean, he's, he's a, a conservative chap um, and he is, um, you know, as he's gotten older as well, too, he's become more conservative as well. But the, 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 the first thing he ever taught me was, son, you're never going to get rich working for someone else. Because I was following him and I was following his, uh, you know, in, in his footsteps into the city and into trading and uh, got into wealth management, etc. But, uh, but, but, but you're never going to get rich working for someone else was the, was the key message I've always remembered from him. And then also you've got, um, he's just been my biggest, he, to, today he's still my biggest hero. He is, you know, he is my mentor. He's, he's a very, very smart guy. He came from nothing. I mean, his story is just incredible, um, and he just, you know, in terms of his absolute drive and desire to do more in life than what his father did and what his brother was doing, etc. And he's been through tragedy, and how he's maintained and kept his stuff together is just is just absolutely incredible. So, uh, but 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 that was the key message. Uh, you're never going to get rich working for someone else, and he always, you know, uh, has helped and encouraged and has been a sounding board to this day as to uh, as uh, as to what I've done with Rockstar. So, if you're listening, Dad, love you, mate, and uh, and hope all is well. <laughs> well, I think I think I mean it's also you know, fascinating with what you've done with your businesses. He must be very very proud of you, and you know that. Some of that inspiration has clearly come from somewhere, and so your dad should feel 
you know, proud of the, the part that he's played in you know, helping you to get to, to where you've got to. And you've, you clearly, you know, I just got, got out of breath talking about the different businesses that uh, you're, you're involved with now. You know, how would you, how would you describe the Rockstar Group and, and its businesses? And, um, you know, and how, is it, how is it that it's growing so quickly? Um, I think because, as I said before, um, my father, I, I, I've always seen my father as a, as a mentor figure throughout my life. Um, from the age of 14, I bought my first share in a public company at the age of 14. And so I've always believed in mentoring. And so Rockstar, I think six years ago when, when, when we had our last interview, that was still the main core element of what we do. So um, back in 2007, I saw a big gap in the market for mentoring real mentors, guys and girls who have started, built up, sold companies for millions. And as this Australian guy, without any real contacts over in London, I basically just went out coldly and, um, and, and you know, uh, approached these very well-known and very successful entrepreneurs and convinced them to be rock star mentors. Because I've always believed that if you want to do something well in life, in particular in business, the fastest way to do it is to find someone who has already achieved what you want to do and get them to show you how. And back in 2007, there was very little you know, competition in this space. And so I saw a beautiful niche and opportunity uh, to build a business around it. So I would get these, my asset became these big rock star uh, mentors. Uh, the client would pay X, the mentor would be paid Y, and, uh, and the margin was Z. And it grew very, very well. We had, we had a couple of very big uh, government contracts as well, too. Um, and, you know, we did well from it. We did very, very well. But then as the years went on, and when you listed all the different companies that we have, the reason why we started building these resources was for two main reasons. The first reason was, I mean, we've mentored thousands. We're nearly at 10,000 clients in the last, uh, you know, since 2007. And the key thing we've realized is that the amazing case studies that we have, right? People who have literally, their business has been transformed. They've made a ton of money. They've, it's changed their lives. But the only time that we've ever been able to achieve those sorts of amazing results is when the client doesn't just pay and take the advice, but then has the actual capacity financially and timely to implement it. We've never had complaints about people who said the advice was rubbish because it never is rubbish. The advice comes from people who are serious people. But, um, but uh, we realize that we need to do more to get better results from our clients. So rather than just give them the solution, let's own the solution. You know, the reason why businesses are... I'm, I know I'm rambling on, so Chris, I just want to make sure you can still hear me okay. Yeah, hear you fine, yeah. Okay, great, good, good, good. Um, you know, what, why isn't your business working out? You're not selling enough. Okay, so if I can show you why you're not selling enough, that's great. But I want to be able to give you the solution. I want to be able to say, why don't you hire one or two of the rockstar salespeople to sell for you? You want to raise money, right? You, 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 the, the key problem in this business right now is you're undercapitalized, so you need to raise more money. Let rockstar raise that money for you. Um, you want to build an app. You know, you feel that, 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 that taking your market digital, taking your business digital is going to be best via an app. Why don't you use Rockstar to develop the app for you? So effectively, we started through, through partnership and acquisition. We started acquiring all these other resources. So it wasn't just the mentoring advice. It was then the ability to then actually deliver the solutions. And that worked very well. But uh, 
that then led into our ability to now acquire amazing companies that we call our rock star businesses. So when we acquire these firms and these, these technologies, you know, run by people who just want to be technical and don't really have the commercialized uh, experience to make it grow, um, we can then use these resources we own in-house um, to start selling these products as well. And uh, so, so it, 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 this is a 10-year journey of a roller coaster of ups and downs, but uh, hopefully that explains why and how um, uh, we started adding more services to, uh, uh, to what we do. Amazing. And how, how do you, we've only got one, actually we've only got a minute now to go to commercial breaks. I think we'll, we'll, we'll ask you a bit more after the break, um, but I'm kind of intrigued, you know, how you actually you know, managed to manage this portfolio of, uh, of activities, you know, with your sort of a leadership team and yeah, know, how good it all works. people, good people, cost effective, focus on high margin products. Um, I, I'm happy to explain all that after the, uh, after the break. That's absolutely fine. Excellent. What should we talk? What should we talk about in the next 30 seconds then? Next 30 seconds? Well, I think that we've got... <laughs> <laughs> I did once ask somebody if they could um, uh, explain something which was almost like uh, the law of relativity and uh, in terms of length. And uh, he managed to explain that to me perfectly in the break in about 30 seconds. So, uh, well, well, fortunately, you're talking and winding down the, uh, the seconds because I wouldn't be able to tell you anything about that in 30 <laughs> seconds, let alone 15 <laughs> seconds. So, uh, so we're, good. we're good. Excellent. We're going to be going to commercial break now. Uh, after the break, we've obviously got lots more. And do, do stay on because we're going to learn some really great things about you know, how can we can really make your business you know, a rock star business, and also if you're interested in investment in businesses, how can you do that and do it safely? So, we're back with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Jonathan Farl, and we're talking about building and investing in rock star businesses. So, 
Um, Jonathan, um, before we go into sort of the components of what makes a, you know, a really great uh, rock star business as such, you just give us maybe, you know, a minute or so just to explain, you know, about your business and, you know, you've got, I know you've got something like 48 people and, you know, how's it, plus mentors, how's it, how's it work, how's it led, um, who's involved? Sure. So there are two sorts of customers that we have. There are businesses, there are business owners that come to us and say, I don't need investment. I'm not looking for a partner. I just need help. I need help to take my business to the next level. And given all the companies that we have in the group, uh, we provide that. We effectively lease our services to them. So we will have someone who needs, you know, w w wants the advice and the contacts of a, of a very reputable mentor in their sector. They may want to uh, uh, hire uh, or rent one or two of our salespeople to do the engagement for them. They may want us to do their marketing platform for them too, etc., or raise money for them. So that's the first type of client, and, and, and I call them, you know, that's the, that's the bread and butter business of what we do. The second client, though, is when we see what we think is a rock star business, and we're like, wow, that, is, that, that technology is amazing. I've got two mentors in that sector who know every CEO in that sector under the sun. Um, they can open the doors for us. I'll put two of my sales guys onto this, and we can sell the hell out of this amazing product. Um, and that is the portfolio of uh, just over 40 now that we have um, that our sales guys uh, are, are split across um, uh, are working with us and the relevant mentors to sell uh, these, these, these very dynamic, unique products into various sectors. Excellent. Are they, are they phone based or do they, you know, move on? Move combination. On Combination. Uh, combination. So, 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 so we've got our phone guys who do the appointment setting, and then we've got our guys. We, we call them the men in black. Um, <laughs> our men in black are the ones who are, you know, uh, are in the field, go out, do the meetings, etc., and uh, and get the deals done. Excellent. So let's talk now about uh, about you know the components of what you describe as a rock star business. Um, there's so there's so many businesses out there. I know when you were. You were uh, and I were chatting um, in preparing this interview. Um, you said you know there were about five or six things that you need to consider, and the first one was um, you know, it has to be different. So, in your opinion today, with so many businesses out there, you know what's different? Okay, so you have to create a genuine, unique selling proposition. You have to create a genuine USP, and the biggest mistake that businesses have and business owners make is that they're the ones that by themselves come up with what they think the USP is. And that's crazy because we are the worst people as the founder, we're the worst people in the world to come up with the USP because we are the most biased customer in the world. It's our business. So of course it's amazing. Of course it's unique. Of course it's going to be, it's going to take over the world. So what I always tell people to do and what we always look for is when we find someone, obviously the founder needs to come up with the USP themselves to begin with, but you verify it by knowing the following. Who is your perfect customer and where do you hang out online and offline? And only ever spend your time focusing on those people and in those spheres. And I always say to people as well, if you're creating something new, you're trying to develop or increase the sales of your product, is when you know who your perfect customers are, don't try and, uh, you know, the, the fastest way to generate a sale is to ask someone for advice. The fastest way to create a genuine USP that you know the market wants is to ask a number of your perfect customers. Do you like it? This is what I'm trying to put together. Do you like it? Would you pay for it? How much would you pay for it? But the most important question you want to ask them is, 
what am I missing? What is missing from this offer? You are a perfect customer that I want to target. What is missing from this proposition that if I was to include it in, you would say, that's a no-brainer, I'm going to buy it. And when you ask your perfect customers a question like that, you will get ideas, points, and USPs that you have never heard of or never would have thought of ever in your life because you're actually asking the people who you want to sell to. And, and no one will ever not give you the straight answer for that because they're molding their own solution for their own benefit. And that is, that's, so, 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 so that's number one. Um, that, 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 that's what I mean about be different. You know, leverage off the customers that you want to target. Ask them for advice first to then mold what your USP really is going to be in that marketplace. Tremendous idea. Yeah, it's it's obvious, really, isn't it? But how many people no one don't does do it? it? No one does it. It's, no. it's, it's crazy. And you run around and you run around the business networks and you run and you pay for your exhibition stand and you wonder why no one gives a shit, right? Um, start your business, start your growth of your business by building fans. Don't try and find customers. Build fans. And the best way for people to like you is if you give them the respect to ask them advice first and ask them to help mold it for you. And then they, they have nowhere to hide. They have nowhere to run, by the way. That's the thing. Like when I set up my first Rockstar business, the mentoring side, I had 100 um, uh, targeted perfect customers in the room and I got them to tell me, who are you looking for? What do they need to have achieved? And what do they need to do for you? And out of out of out of a uh, hundred of them, within six months, I had sixty-seven of them paying me two and a half grand a month. Right? Do the math. It's not bad for a guy working from his bedroom, um, or second bedroom, I should say. My my makeshift office in my little house I used to have in Hampstead. Um, but but if if a hundred people say, if you can get me this, someone like this who has achieved this and can and can show me how to do this, I'll happily pay you that money all day long because I'm going to make a shed load more. Yeah. And it was very easy to get out of bed in the morning because I knew that there was money on the table as long as I could go out and find exactly what that customer needed. And once you find it for them and you verified beforehand, you said, so you're telling me just to confirm if I find you that person who can do that for you, you're going to pay me two and a half grand a month. And, that we're, and, and they say yes. So when you find that person for them, there's nowhere for them to hide. If you mm. understand what I mean, right? Mm. And that's how I built Rockstar the first uh, the first day. And you know, I, uh, I, I I I couldn't I couldn't give you any more practical advice than that in terms of how you want to engage with people to begin with, because it works. It works in every sector. It works all the time. You can't you can't you can't fault it because it Brilliant. works. So the the next point that you made to me is that you. You know, you should have a, a great business. Now, how do you define great? Two things, my friend. Great systems and great margins. Okay? So, I, if you look at the portfolio of companies that we've acquired, none of them, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but none of them are B2C businesses. I don't touch B2C retail or trying to sell T-shirts or apps or um or key rings or whatever it is to the general public. And the only reason, I've got nothing against that sector, but the only reason I don't do that is because you have to spend so much upfront capital and time in marketing, pushing and promoting the brand to then have someone who's going to pay for your T-shirt or pay for your facility or pay for your service 
and you might make five, ten pounds as a result from it. Now there are billionaires in the world who have, who have cracked that, so I'm not I'm not saying it's not a bad sector, but um, but for me, I love B two B, and I love B two G, which is business to government. So B two B is business to business, so you're selling to companies, and business to government, for the for the main reason when you make a sale you make thousands. If you sell a unit, you make thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, in one of our cases, millions. But you don't need to spend money on advertising. People buy from people, right? It's all about your personal network. It's all about your mentor's network or your you know, business network, however you want to put it. I can incentivize the, the people in my network to open the doors for me when it comes to B2B businesses. You don't need to spend money on any television, radio, new, newspaper, social media, advertising when you've got a great, unique product, right? You've already built that point of difference. But then when you're, when you're trying to make sales, a great business is one that can leverage off contacts to pick up the phone and get you direct access to the key decision maker. You can't do that with B2C. Um, secondly is great systems. We believe, as I said before, people buy from people. But you've got to, in order to scale your business, you need to have the right sort of software, CRM technology that lets you as the owner and your salespeople know exactly where everything is at at any one time. So great systems, um, for example, we, you know, we own a company called Digital One. We built a CRM platform designed around our sales process. It works beautifully. There are 10 modules um, uh, 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 in the system and you get paid on module six. Module seven is um, actually then doing the work. Module eight is about referrals. Um, you know, module nine is about asking for testimonials and case studies. And then module 10 is upselling them to other products. Okay. But you don't get paid until module six because there's a process. When you're selling B2B and B2G, you don't just send an email to someone or cold call someone and they pay over the phone. So we've broken the whole sales system down into a, into a system that allows us and the salespeople to know exactly where everyone is in the sales process at any one time. And then the final thing to add to that is always um, overperform. Uh, what, sorry, sorry, what's the saying? Um, I've had a mental blank. Um, uh, under, overperform, underdeliver. <laughs> I've, I've had a complete mental blank. It must be Friday. Um, uh, Perform and overdeliver? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so in, in regards to this, so, we, we have in our CRM platform, every time a customer buys a certain product, they're happy because they're paying for a particular service or they're, they're paying for a particular product that that's what they're expecting. But automatically in the system, four to six weeks later, it's, it's, it, it's reminded to the sales team and, to the, and, and in place that we are going to give them something as a bonus treat as such that has genuine value to it that the client isn't expecting um, over promise, uh, so, uh, so under promise and over deliver. There yeah. you go. That's the same. Yeah. Under promise and over deliver. Sorry, I had a mental blank. It must be Friday. Uh, and, um, and, and, and we do that, but we use our systems to make it automated. So you automatically know that six weeks after the client has paid for a service, we are going to give them something else for free that has genuine value to it. So the customer is like, wow, these guys are cool. These guys are rock stars. And, uh, and 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 that works that that works well. And I can promise I can be very quick with the last three because um, because the two the, the first two are, are the most important without question. And, and you know, give me an example of something of general gen, genuine value that you, you know, some of your customers may give after six. Yes. Weeks. 
for, okay, so, so so for us, um, uh, uh, two things. We could give them access to a or the uh, there, there are basically a couple of things I can give you examples of now. Um, free mentoring by this by a self-made billionaire. You know, you're invited to a dinner, three course meal at our office at the Shard, and there's a self-made billionaire rock star mentor who's going to be your host, something like that. Or it's going to be, um, would you like to use the CRM platform that we use for free? Um, you know, we, 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 we've got a table for 10 at, at, at this rugby match in Twickenham. You're coming along to it. So it, everything that we do, it's, they're, they're, in terms of bonuses, it, it's a social human element um, uh, to what we're doing. I mean, it's called Rockstar, so we've got to make sure people have a good time. Yeah, well, that certainly focuses the mind, doesn't it? <laughs> with your, people buy from people. Yeah, people buy from people, and if you're good with people, you know, use that use that as a skill because at the end of the day, that's that's what people want. You know, people want to have fun. You know, they want to grow their business, and if it's a shit business, and if it's something that is not standing out or not unique, they're going to struggle. So our goal is to help these companies actually create something unique that makes it easy to for them to sell. You know, you could have the best sales team in the world, but if you're selling something that is not not unique that does what everyone else does, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're never going to hit the heights that you want to hit. You've got to create a genuine point of difference and make it a no-brainer. Yeah. What kind of businesses then are easiest to scale? Well, scalability is all about when someone gives you money to scale, right, it usually goes out the window. So what scalability means is let's say, Chris, you're selling a product for £100 per unit, but it costs you £10 to acquire the client and make the sale. So that's the cost per acquisition, right? And you go to an investor and you say, look, I'm selling a 1,000 of these products a month. I'm selling them for £100 each, and my cost of acquisition and selling it to a client is, is £10. If you give me the money... I'll be able to take that from 1,000 sales a month to 20,000 sales a month, okay? But where it all falls over is when an investor gives someone money, what do they do? They start spending all of it on trying to get more clients and, uh, and it kills the scalability because you, you're, you're spending so much more money to acquire new clients your 10 pounds to, to, to acquire very quickly increases and then, and, and then your margins go down and then the investor loses their money is typically how it works. So the, a, a, a real scalable business is one that you can say, I'm selling a thousand of these products a month. They, they, you know, the people are buying them for a hundred pounds. It's costing me 10 pound a month. Oh, sorry, 10 pound per client. A real scalable business is when you give them money, they're able to increase their sales, but the cost per acquisition drops from £10 to £8 to £7. So um, the fastest way to scale is to spend as little, ex as little more money as possible in order to do so. Never, if, if you've built a business that's growing, never ever forget the cost for acquiring a client. Because with money in the bank, you spend more in the hope to get more clients. But... Everything else that you that you did to actually get that growth goes out the window. When you started to build it on a shoestring, it was based on a principle. It was a base. It was based on being uh, uh, lean and mean. It was based on hustling. It was based on, you know, uh, 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 leveraging off partnerships, etc. 
So don't think that spending, you know, a hundred grand on a television advert campaign is going to get you more clients. It's not. It's just going to increase your cost per acquisition. So yes. very, very important. Very smart. And you mentioned there about you know people investing in your business. Um, you know, how do you make your business attractive to people to invest in it? Be different, be great, and be scalable. Oh, there we go. <laughs> right? you, 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 you achieve those first three. Be different, genuinely. Be great, good margins. Don't need big advertising budgets because all of your sales are made through contacts and B2B and B2G and, and warm introductions. And when you make a sale, you make five grand per, per unit as opposed to five pounds. You have, and then, and then, um, you know, have a scalable model that lets you target here or nationally or the rest of the world. Um, you'll get investment all day long. You'll get investment all day long. You've got to, you've got to create those top three. You get those three. There's a lot of money out there, and there's a lot of worried people out there in terms of Brexit and, and what's happening with all these changes and what what have you in uh, uh, in tax, etc. But so there are people are desperate to find and park their money into something that 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 they they believe in but more importantly you can hedge the downside brilliant right well we're going to get a commercial break again now and after the break we're going to chat about and how do you make your business kind of exitable if you want to do uh, and then we're going to talk about investing in startup businesses but doing it uh, really safely as well and some of uh, jonathan's top tips on um, how they do that how they help their clients do it so we're going to be back with you again in just a, a couple of minutes so do come back America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper <coughs> hi this is chris cooper i'm with jonathan Farr, and i don't know about you but i really enjoyed that last section of the interview there i think you know 
being um, being different, having a, a genuine USP, and asking you know potential clients um, about you know what what they really kind of need, and, um, and and the approach that Jonathan took there initially to grow his business, um, fantastic. People then feeling obliged to uh, to really uh, work with you when you found something that meets their needs, and then be great, um, great systems, great margins. And then, um, you know, the third one there was about, you know, um, being scalable. Um, so really, um, really great um, points there that I think uh, are great. And if you all of those things, then you become investable. Uh, so I want to ask you now, Jonathan, what's the best way to make your business exitable? So that's point five, isn't it? Yeah. And, and this, this really, really comes, comes from, from the number the of people, people that I've met over the over years. The years. Who and and, and, and I've, got, I've got nothing against one man bands, but they make up the majority of small businesses in the UK and they treat their businesses like a job. And it's the biggest, it's the biggest downfall and reason why, you know, is, is this something that breaks my heart? If I'm honest with you, you can hear me. Okay, Chris. Yeah. I can hear you great. Okay. It really does break my heart. You know, one-man bands, two-man bands, consultancy services, etc. There's nothing wrong with it. And that makes up the majority of small businesses in the UK. But they're out. They go to a networking event. They get a contract. They get a client. They work for that client for three months. They get paid. Everything's great. They realize that they're not going to get you know, any more business from that client. So they then have to run out and try and find more clients, more businesses. They go to another networking event. And away that they go. But... What happens after five years, 10 years, 12 years, and my longest one um, is, uh, I don't know what that sound is in the background, I apologize. Um, I'll just let him, <laughs> I think he needs a tune-up. I think, I think that man needs to get his bike to the uh, mechanic very bike. quickly. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, but, but, but what have you built? What have you built? Like, like, like what happens after a period in time you're you're running this business as a consultancy. You've had clients. It's not nine to five. You think it's nine to five, but it's not nine to five. It's usually 12 hours, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. And after 10 years, 12 years, I mean, my longest client is 18 years. And they wake up one morning and they say, do you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm bored. I want to do something else. But what have you built You've spent the last 18 years of your life running around with this consultancy. What can you actually now take and sell on to someone else? So I've got nothing against one-man band consultancies, but what we do whenever we work with clients is we want to make sure that they're building something that people actually want, that they can build something that is sellable, that they can build something and a brand. So my name's Jonathan Fowle, right? I would never in a million years call my business the Jonathan File Group because you can't sell that. But how many consultants have you met where you've got someone called Michelle Smith and her brand is the Michelle Smith Corporation? Mm. Um, everyone wants Michelle. Everyone wants Michelle. So if Michelle wakes up one day or gets ill one day or has a divorce one day and doesn't or, or just gets, you know, just doesn't want to do this anymore or something happens in her life, you can't sell Michelle Smith Limited because everyone loves that business because of Michelle. So you can't sell it on. Um, you can't take those those ten years, twelve years of you know blood, sweat, and tears, and actually you know uh, uh, bank six, seven figures as a result. So when I'm talking about being exitable, my friend, I'm talking about always 
creating something and building data and, and getting contracts and owning a database and, and, and capturing that, 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 that you know, uh, uh, those clients and owning more services and products that, if, you know, inevitably, when one day comes for whatever reason and you don't want to do this business anymore, you can actually take it, it, it's become an asset. It's become an asset that people actually want to sell. Sorry, that people want to buy, I should say. People actually want to buy. I think that's the, you know, the, the best explanation of that that I've heard. So you've, um, yeah, really, it's uh, quite sobering that for a lot of people. And I can, I can include myself in that. You've got to be, it's, it's so true, though, isn't it, man? It's it so true. You know, I mean, people love what they do. You know, you, you, you think back to all the networking events you've been to and all the business cards that you've captured and you know I'm right. It, this this makes up the majority of small businesses in the UK, and that, so therefore it should be celebrated, because that's what people like to do. They leave their corporate jobs. They leave there with their contacts, their skills, their experience. They produce their business cards, and away they go. Right? But you know, for fuck's sake, stop building something that no one's going to buy in the future you know you can do it you can you, you can still do what you love you can still do that consultancy but you, it's so easy if you have the right expertise and knowledge to be able to actually you know always build it knowing that one day something's going to happen in life you're going to get bored and you want to build it in a structure and way that someone will be happy to buy it off you mm. very very important yeah Great, great, great point there. So let's talk about investing in businesses. We've only got a few minutes left uh, until we, we come to the end. So how do you invest in startup businesses safely? Uh, and how you know, do you help to take the risk out of investments like that for people in your network? Okay, so five key points to build a rock star business we've spoken about. So we find these all the time. Our focus, when we, when we invest in businesses, we want high margin, high ticket value, B2B businesses, technology with attraction that's solving an absolute problem that a lot of people are having right now. And usually these companies are run by, you know, tech-focused people. And technical people aren't usually, in general, not, 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 not saying all you know, across the board, but in general aren't um, the most commercial people in the world. So they don't, they, they're not the best people to sell it. So what we do is a company will come to us with a valuation on their technology, which is usually very, very high um, and unreasonable. And rather than what we used to do, which was give them the money, take a minority stake and uh, cross our fingers and hope they didn't you know, stuff it up. What we now do is I will, I, I, I'll be presented with, a, with an amazing uh, uh, technology. And I look at that first and I think, what mentors do I have in, in my network? that know every single CEO in that B2B business who would, who would be able to get us in very, very quickly. I send it to them and they say, yes, JP, this will sell. This is a great business. This is a beautiful model. It will sell. I then go back to the entrepreneur and I say, listen, we love you. We love the technology. And before we acquire you and before we invest in your company, we want to prove first that we can sell this. So we need you to give us the rights doesn't have to be exclusive, but you give us the rights now to start selling it. These are going to be the two mentors. These are the two sales guys that we're going to put on it, and this is the marketing budget that we're going to give. We're going to set up a new company. We're going to give you 20% equity in it for free, and for the next 6 to 12 months, we are going to just focus on nothing else but selling this product and technology, and we do so. The sales contracts, obviously, are with our company. 
every time we make a sale, we buy it off the original company for a premium. So they're making money, you know, for, 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 for the sales that we're doing. And they also own 20% free equity, which is great. Um, and, uh, and we start selling and we sell and we sell and we sell and we sell. And then, of course, we let our investors co-invest with us. So we'll present this new technology. We've got this. We, we now have the rights to this technology. This is what we're doing to date. It's amazing. We need money to help grow and expand the sales process of this. And we also need funds because we need to acquire and want to um, uh, buy or merge with the original company that owns the IP. So investors give us money and that money is focused purely on generating more growth. The company doesn't need to pay for office rent because we already have our flashy office. It doesn't need to pay for a sales director because the salespeople are already on our budget. All the companies that we offer for investment, right, um, we want them to be as clo- their, rev- their, 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 their profits, want to be, we, we want them to be as close to revenue as possible because we don't need to spend the money on, 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 on traditional costs in a business because it's our own company and we have our own staff and our own people and that's, and, and that's how it works. So obviously the title of the talk today is you know, how to be investing without risk. I've got 46 of these businesses to date and I'm taking them to 500. How it works is this. When investors look at our portfolio, they choose companies that they want to work with. They say, oh, I love that one. I really like that one. Um, I want to invest in that one. So they genuinely receive, they, they, they invest money in, they receive physical actual shares in that company and they are now shareholders in that company and they can either be an active investor or they can be passive. So active are people who want to open up their black books and help us sell more and I welcome that all day long or they just want to be passive and let us do all the work which I'm also cool with. But on the same day, how we reduce the risk is if someone drops, let's say, just to keep numbers similar, someone, someone says, there's £100,000, I want that into that company because I think that's going to fly. On the same day, we give them a contract that says you also now have £200,000 worth of equity value across the Rockstar portfolio. So we are going to focus purely on using that hundred grand to make the company that you've backed as beautiful and as successful as possible. But if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't achieve the goals that we anticipate, if it doesn't achieve the returns that we expect and that we've contractedly said it will, then we need to give you free equity in one of the other companies in our portfolio to ensure and make sure that you are getting the returns that you want as an investor. And that's how we hedge the downside risk. Mm. So so potentially there's no risk, but how, how long can people have their money tied up? Uh, well, the contract is five years. The contract right. is five years. But we, have, but we have something else called Founders Club. Um, let, me, let me explain on that. So Founders Club is for our smaller investors. And this overcomes the objection of no one wants to be the first person to invest in a company. And, um, and the most important fact is it costs money to raise money. So how Founders Club works is uh, smaller investors will look at the portfolio and they'll say, oh, I really like that one. I want to help raise that one by being a Founders Club member of it. So they invest £5,000. That £5,000 is used to cover the cost to actually raise the first round of investment, which is typically 150 to 250,000 pounds. What does that entail? It means getting all the pitch decks, the share, uh, shareholder agreements done. 
It, um, it, it covers the cost of getting it SEIS, EIS uh, approved. It covers the cost of marketing and promoting this business to um, the first round of investors. And we give ourselves 12 months to do so. So someone's given us five grand and they've said, I want that money to go towards the capital raise of this company in your rockstar portfolio. We have 12 months to raise the 150,000 pounds. Once we've raised it, we are still the majority shareholders. We are still the only directors in the company and there's 150,000 pounds in the bank account. So we go back to that founder and we say, thank you so much for uh, trusting us and for, and, and for joining the Founders Club. You now have two choices. Number one, there's your 5,000 pounds back and you can keep 10,000 pounds worth of shares in that company or if you don't want shares in the company, we will pay you 10,000 pounds back um, based on the option agreement that, that we've got. Yeah, got you. Hey, we're nearly at the end of the interview now, Jonathan. I just wonder if you've got a, a you know, final, you know, final kind of message that you want to leave us with, and do you may you want to just quickly say, you know, to people how you can help them. Yeah, I think the two things that I hope people have gotten out of this is love what you do, and and build it in a way that you know that you're going to, you know, that that you're going to benefit from it. So there's nothing wrong with you know, always love what you do. And your passion will always shine through. And I hope from this interview, you you know, all of you listeners know that I love what I do. Um, but at the same time, second point, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Okay. Um, you know, let us focus on helping you grow your business. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, give yourself the opportunity to co-invest in the companies that we have that are real rock star businesses. And so as we're turning your company into a rock star business, you know that you've also got money being made, um, you know, elsewhere and you're diversifying your, uh, your opportunities. And uh, we're always here to help. Uh, Jonathan, um, absolute pleasure talking to you again. Um, it's been too long. So uh, really, you know, I, I've taken a lot of that out of that personally. I know a lot of people will take you know, a lot of thoughts and, and ideas personally. And if you want to find out more about Jonathan, I, I think you should go to rockstargroup.co.uk. Um, and then uh, you can find out more about Rockstar. You can find out more about uh, about Jonathan, what they're doing. And if you're really looking to, to build a Rockstar business, it um, feels like a great place to go. So uh, thank you, Jonathan. Hope you've enjoyed being on the show today. It's been a pleasure, my friend. And uh, let's let's let, let's lock leave it another six years next time all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah thank you so much buddy thank you so much for the opportunity um i really enjoyed it you're a wonderful host and uh and all the best my friend thank you very much and then uh, on next week's show we have sean anderson and sean's uh, an amazingly engaging uh, uh guy he's uh multiple author he's the founder of extra mile america and the extra mile day which has been adopted by over 525 cities in the u.s annually he's also done all sorts of amazing ventures around the world uh, a really inspiring person so uh, if you want to be inspired uh, next week do join uh, the show with sean anderson once again a huge um, thank you to jonathan Farr of the rockstar group any questions thoughts um, feel free to send them through to uh, chris at chriscooper.co.uk have a wonderful week everybody We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.